What are you laughing about? I so I love doing the podcast with you, but this season has gotten to the point where I'm like pre-reacting to things because I'm like, oh man. Aaron's going to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we always joke about like, you know, Dave Filoni and uh, Rick Famuyiwa are like listening to our podcast. And we mm-hmm. we know they're not. We love you, dear listener. Uh, the We don't know they're Venmo, not. <laughs> the Venmo podcast or the Venmo senders. Rick Famuyiwa but... once sent us a Venmo. Yeah, he did. actually. If you remember, that's why we <laughs> yeah, true story. That's why we say his name correctly. <laughs> But the title for the finale of season one was just like it was like Dave Filoni was like poking you in the eye. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was probably a so place bad. to start. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I guess we're just jumping in, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. This is the part where we, we had... exchange pleasantries and we create a bumper that's funny so people will listen and we love you for that. Uh <laughs> I wish I could, had a picture of me at the beginning of every episode for these last eight episodes. Yeah. So you guys could just see that I'm not sure I smiled once as Andy came in the room. It was just, <laughs> it has become business. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't want to watch this one twice, but I did. All right, Andy, is this the way? <laughs> Ahsoka, episode eight. The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. <laughs> this is the worst name of anything I've ever heard. Of. Like, this is worse than naming a product Smuckers. You know, like, it's just. <laughs> this is so bad. It's the Skechers of uh, Disney Star Wars titles. Yeah. It, oh, no, I mean, like, Smuckers. It's not even yeah, Skechers. Yeah. Skechers makes sense. This is just <laughs> bad. I wish this would just be called Part 8. The fight against the fans. <laughs> Directed by Rick Famuyiwa and apparently written by yeah. C.S. Lewis. Remember when I made jokes about the C.S. Lewis stuff at the beginning of the season? Yes. Not realizing yes. it was going to come no, to and fruition. Yeah, I was. That's why I said this is like this is like that like thumb in the eye from Filoni, where I was just like, wait till, and you know, someone was like, wait till you get to episode eight. But yeah, uh, that's exactly that is exactly what I thought when after the sinister drumming, yeah. and then and then militaristic drumming, then we intense got... drumming, <laughs> and then we got annoy Aaron drumming. <laughs> I mean, so we start off with our characters all having Turkish delight, discussing the ice witch. Yeah, it's so awful. <laughs> They may as well have just started riding lions instead of wolves. Spend the... <laughs> so we started in Parita. The IS, um, Thrawn's like, let's get the ISI out of orbit. You know, let's do it. Let's wrap this season up. Yeah. You know, and uh, chop, chop. Yeah, chop, we've, chop. We've got to get this uh, ISI back to the galaxy that it's supposed to be in before. Yeah, the uh, rental it's says it's got to be back by the end of the episode. So let's do it. <laughs> And then, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we also located Tano Shuttle. It's like, I know it's episode eight. Of course you did. Yeah. It's the beginning of episode eight, guys. We're doing all the episode eight expedition. And then like Morgan Elizabeth's like, you know, I thought I would get the the gift of shadows by now, by the end of episode yeah. eight. And they're like, oh, you know what? It is episode eight. Hey, yeah. uh, 
Mother sisters, if you wouldn't mind coming over here and giving her the gift of shadows, if you would turn her into one of you. I did think that was cool, by the way. I, I, uh, so for just a quick nod here, um, the ceremony that they had, you know, I don't think it's after watching this episode, I don't think there's any danger that anyone's going to ask for the gift of uh, shadows this Christmas season. But um, I take it. I hear there's enlightenment and clarity. <laughs> so uh, when Asaz Ventress rejoined uh, the Night Sisters, they did almost a you know like frame for or a very very similar version uh, of the gift of shadows um, and the chants and the creed and everything were very similar. Uh, what was different was the actual face markings, um, but the that moment where she's got the green magic with a K coming out of her eyes, like we've seen that before in Rebels when people are possessed, and then we've seen that also. Uh, in the some of Order us have seen that before which, in Rebels. You know, some of us. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. Some some <laughs> of us. <laughs> So, but I thought it was kind of a cool, uh, I thought it was a kind of cool thing where they're going to go ahead and do that. And then they're like, oh yeah, we've got a loot drop for you. What's a loot drop? I mean, is that the Blade of Talzin? Yeah, the Blade of Talzin, yeah. right? So if you've played like EverQuest or anything else, right? It's like, oh, hey, you could, you've completed your quest, right? Mm -hmm. And now you get the the cool item. Yeah, here's Green Sword. Yeah, the Blade of Talzin. So. Yeah, which was, I mean, that was fine. I actually like that. I did like it. It was yeah. all right. Um, it was cooler to read about it afterwards than it was to just watch it, which <laughs> is kind of a bummer. Say, it might be. It might be more interesting after you know a bit about it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't because I was just like, oh, is her face gonna turn all burnt? And like there was just like makeup that was like where it's gonna be burnt, and you're like, yeah. all right, it's just like Ash Wednesday for the Night Sisters. What's happening? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And then uh, now we see two high fighters leave because that's all they need now that they've discovered yeah they're like hey uh, you got your location exactly uh just two two die fighters will do why not you know yeah. like why overdo it <laughs> you know thrawn is economical right he doesn't want to waste anybody anything so yeah that's true he's smarter than me that's true and so now we cut to ezra building a lightsaber which is fun i like the yeah. building a lightsaber thing i mean yeah. hats off to uh galaxy's edge where you can build ezra's yep. lightsaber this i was gonna say this is this is the moment that you could pay for uh yeah and for <laughs> only 120 dollars yeah you can do this and a hu yang yeah. will watch over you and be like oh that's not the right piece no yeah. it won't work oh you know what i think <laughs> who taught you how to do this <laughs> and then they find out it's like that it's kane and jairus um which i'm sure if you watch the cartoon means something to you as somebody yeah. who didn't you go oh great everyone's reacting to a name that i don't know perfect yeah well, worse, you get Kanan, who uh -huh. is is basically, you know, like his kind of like smuggler underworld name. And then uh, in a, a second beat, Hu Yang starts talking about Caleb. Right. And you have that uh -huh. moment where you're like, if he's an old, is he just an old droid who can't get names right? Or what's going on? Right. If you don't know that Caleb Doom is Kanan's name from when he was a Jedi. Uh, which I don't know. I learned that right now on the podcast. Which thank yeah. you, Andy. That's the point of the podcast. But also, Hu <laughs> Yang, you're you're my guy. You're my exposition yeah. guy. You're supposed to tell me you're walking me through this, and now you're not doing that anymore. I just thought it was funny because Hu Yang, when when Hu Yang was letting uh, Carson Teva know that mm -hmm. Jason's the son of Kanan Jarrus, he says Kanan Jarrus, right? Uh, yeah. I, and I guess the notable here thing here is that the rebellion people are going to know him as Kanan Jarrus. Um, and so the the notion here, the the wink wink nod nod part here, is that the rebels fans and Ezra know 
that that Caleb is also Kanan. Yeah, the good news for people like me who didn't watch the cartoon is it's never brought up again, so it doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, but Yang's like, oh, look, I got one of Jarvis's extra pieces from his lightsaber. You can have that. So there's the connection between those two lightsabers, which um, as a fan of props, I do enjoy. I was going to say a fan the, of the not prop. knowing what's going on. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and the other thing too, that's kind of cool is uh, Kanan in, in season one, Kanan would disassemble his lightsaber. So he was carrying it, but he wasn't open carrying. So he wasn't mm-hmm. in like Arizona where you can open carry uh, your lightsaber. And so the emitter, uh, the top emitter part was actually unscrewed. And then that was part of something that was in his pack on his belt. He's kind of like screw that in. So that moment where that moment where Ezra is assembling that last little bit, there's a probably a little bit of extra, at least for me as a, as a rebels fan, seeing that, that little bit of a detail there too. So, okay. That's cool. I accept that. You get a little more exposition where we learn that, uh, Ahsoka Tano worried that Sabine was learning the ways of the Jedi for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Now, how do you, how do you you feel about finding out this in episode eight? I mean, that's exactly what you're supposed to learn in episode one. So you understand the arc. It doesn't make sense to explain it after the arc is done. Yeah. So like, I don't, it's bad, just bad. They could have, they could have even like, that's worth a reshoot for episode one. Really? Yeah, you know, I was, I was I was like, uh, so I mean, and the other thing too here, the so part of the reason why I wanted to pause for a beat on this is uh-huh. this is like new information, right? Like this isn't anything that this isn't anything that people that were reading in the comics or that played a video game or watched Rebels would have known in advance or would have even really hinted at. Uh, so we get kind of this like significant reveal, but it's you know much later. I guess maybe they were hoping for it being like a like a you know mind like a you know like whoa whoa like kind of moment yeah but now that we're this far in it doesn't matter yeah it's so you're like okay that's that's great i guess thanks yeah well it's It's, very car it's the carson tiva uh okay right yeah like uh yeah i wish he was in there to say that that'd have been great like oh (laughs) he shows up through all the projection to be like uh okay or Adam Sandler from the wedding singers like, oh, that would have been really great to learn yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when we get uh, Sabine Wren going outside, finding Sokotano meditating. Yeah. And like, like, hey, I'm sorry. I, like- I, I broke the star map. All right. But not all the way. And yeah, I guess you figured out that I went with Skull, but everything worked out well. Right. Right. Right, guys. And then Sokotan was like, yeah, 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 everything worked out fine. Good, 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 good. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I'm like, I know, which of course is a little beat to Empire Strikes Back. Yep. As as we, Eric Voss on New Rockstar says, I know is Star Wars for I love you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, we just learned a scene ago that she's not sure that she's doing it the right ways. I would have liked to have maybe happened to that a little bit. But like, well, at least I know you're doing this for the right reasons now. You know, like yeah. some some reason to have that line in that you could have edited that line out of this whole episode and it wouldn't have changed anything they didn't need that that's bad but the, the next sequence actually did help out a bit right which is we realized that that uptight ahsoka or you know like the previous ahsoka is no more right and yeah that she is sort of uh she we're is dealing actually... with ahsoka the white who's yes. a much more forgiving much more yeah. mentory leadery sort of person yeah 
Um, and then we get to the point where she's like, oh, Anakin always stood by me, so I'm always yeah. going to stand by you. So it was like, oh, look, we have a united front. Wonderful, wonderful. And then Ezra was, comes outside. Was that enough for you, or did you, or did did it fall flat for you to not know what, to not know the depth of Anakin standing beside her and understanding? Like, was that good enough? Like, or or no, was, was it? I know, no, I want to see okay. it. I don't need to hear it. It's fine. I don't yeah, think yeah. that. No. The end of the episode would have proven that anyways because they're in the camp together and all the other things. Yeah. Spoilers, um, yeah, but you know, like it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't know that already, just like pause our podcast and go watch the episode. <laughs> what if the episode ended with Anakin being like, I always stood by you. <laughs> you need to stand by her. <laughs> oh, that would have been another way. <laughs> that's Anakin uh, Sandler. Anakin Sandler. That, yeah. That, yeah. No, no. I, I am a Jedi master. I stand by my my patty wand. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> so Ezra comes out and he's like, "Look, I built a lightsaber." And goes, "Oh no, two Tie Fighters again!" Yeah. Well, we better <laughs> jump underneath the ship and push it up with the force. I mean, I didn't understand why those positionings all had to be the way they were, but they were. Yeah. So, like, well, yeah, clearly, so- clearly, the Tie Fighters had knocked out the stabilizers, and they were gonna crush the Nodi. I mean, they don't look like they're that. I don't. They didn't do anything for the rest of the whole thing. Like, it's okay if they crush the Nodi. <laughs> I know that that's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess they're peaceful. Can we just people. reanimate them. Yeah, <laughs> we can whoopa reanimate whoopa. all kinds of other things. Yeah, <laughs> whoopa whoopa. So they save them, and then we get Sabine in there. That's like, oh, we're gonna super use the engines, and then we're gonna crash land it like a couple hundred feet ahead. Yeah, and everyone decides that's a good idea, you know. Like, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Sabine is the only one that thought that was a good idea. I think that's Although true. It, that was her plan, and who is like, watch out, you're gonna crash it. And she's like, duh. Yeah, that's duh, what we're that's going a, for. Joyride, um, not my T6 shuttle. It does look like uh, Ahsoka gives an extra heave uh, to throw yeah, because it because she's forward. like, let's put the butt up so we can get this thing nose in. <laughs> so they crash it. And then Ahsoka's like, oh, that's going to eat up some time, you know, yeah. like, and then they cut the Thrawn being like, ah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I expected. You know, like we lost a couple TIE fighters. They lost their ship. Everything's good. You know what? Just send in a bunch of ground assaults. Why not? Well, prepare for a ground assault. I do yeah. appreciate that uh, the pilot, the pilot's got a commendation. So, yeah. And then Elspeth's like, well, not- let me at least bless everyone first. Dearly beloved, before you head out, <laughs> let me make sure that you're all ready to regenerate just in case we need to get some of the online theories correct. The ones that we thought meant nothing last week turned into something this week. How about that? Yeah, we were just off by an episode. Yeah, exactly. And then Ahsoka Tano and uh, Ezra are like, hey, Hu Yang, is everything cool with the ship? And they're like, good thing we have Nadis here to help us fix it, kind of. Yeah. Which was a very Captain EO-like sequence where you're just like, all right. This is the entertainment level of I'm waiting in line for the ride at Disneyland. Totally. But like the Nodi aren't much better at like hot wiring anything in a cockpit than Grogu. Right. I mean, uh, what that was strong Grogu vibes I got with the, the crossing wires and everything else. It's like, I don't know about this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. That's why I got the Captain Neo vibes, you know, like the, Oh, Peter. Yeah. Are we okay over here? That's my impression of, (laughs) 
the first scene of Captain EO, if anyone's paying attention to <laughs> which is available on YouTube in its entirety. So anyways, yeah. uh, we got the A, the ISI. It's now canon. It's now canon. <laughs> Honestly, I like it better than this whole season. So anyway, the ISI is now slowly creeping up Yeah. on the Chimera, which, you know, good. Good. It needs it so it can get out of here because its engines yeah. are all busted. It needs it for some hyperdrive. And then we got Ahsoka and Ezra. They're like, all right, you know what? Let's just go through the front door. Let's get there. Because Ezra's like, I would never go in by myself. And she's like, you have two other people to go in by yourself now. So now we're going to do it. And, yeah. the, and the Tremere, like has tons of lasers shooting yeah. everywhere but them. So Turbo we know lasers, that, right? Yeah, so we know that Ooh. the night troopers have stormtrooper-like uh, tendencies with their their aim. Yeah. Not so good, right? There no, was not so good. There was an important reunion before they before they ride into the battle. What reunion is that, Andy? Sabine and her helmet. Oh, that is correct. Andy loves that helmet. Yeah, because like, and you know, I and when uh, when when she got back with everybody, I was like, oh, they better have the helmet, and they do, right? So we yeah. know they got the helmet. Um, but yeah, and then they wrote in now again, this is like, I feel like this has become its own like tired trope in Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've Kanan, heard of this show. Yes. <laughs> Kanan, uh, Kanan, Ezra and Ahsoka actually held open uh, the gate to a pyramid like structure that was one of the Sith temples on Malachor. Mm. And so it was a bit of, you know, we got a bit of that as they were riding in, uh, trying to get into the, the actual temp or the, the fortress itself. So, yeah. Um, yeah. They use the force to get in. Like I do the grocery yeah. store. Totally. You know, like, but all three of them, right. It would be like, yeah. you know, if we all three went and like, yeah, you're know. going to Costco. Yeah. So they're yeah. getting in, they bust in. Oh, perfect. There's night troopers coming down the stairs, ready to fight them right now. Excellent. Yeah. Just normal, not reanimating sort of night troopers. Regular, no, every day you normal. can just kill them up. Night troopers, no big, no big deal. Oh just no, night wait, troopers wait a second. tripping over steps. Did you see the guy that fell in the background? One oh, of the, I didn't the, see that. So like, like two back, there was a guy that mm-hmm. uh, that fell, but it was on the first watch. I I didn't notice it because it looked like he might have gotten hit by, uh, you know, he might have got hit by a deflected. Uh, blaster bolt <laughs> but he did not it was just like he's on the left hand side of the of the frame and he just like ate it and then got back up so I like that that's cool that's worth going back and rewatching. yeah um <laughs> yeah and then they kill them all as you do and then of course we get a night mother's chant yeah as one does and yeah. they reanimate and now they're exactly what everyone said they were they are yeah. who we thought they were yeah, they're very. It's very. Uh, it's a very Danny Green moment, and yeah. then everyone's like, "I knew it." Um, now the the chant that the three mothers do together is the same chant that Old Daka does in the Clone Wars when they when they raise a bunch of uh, Night Sister, um, Night Sister spirits. So I have zero idea what the the words are. It was in closed captioning. Um, I read the closed captioning, so I knew it wasn't the same one from um, Evil Dead. Yeah, so it's not that, right? And then I had a moment where I was like, I can try to look this up, but I don't think Aaron's going to want to talk about it. So we'll just move on. I would if it was the Evil Dead one. <laughs> just for no, all you guys yeah. want to talk about other movies, Evil Dead and um, Bedknobs and Broomsticks have the same chant for animating. And so like, I was just hoping, you know, why not? Please? Yeah. Please? Yeah. 
<laughs> and of course, every time there's an undead battle, now you got to fight up the stairs because that's the only way you can escalate this sort of fight. Totally. Just like totally. an Adventures of Sinbad movie. And now we got a shot of the Eye and Sion actually finishing the docking onto the Jamera. Yeah. So it's coming in, it's locking in like a good Lego set that it is and will be, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> and, and a cool uh, then one, we get, right? Yeah. I mean, like the uh, the Lego set potentials may, may be better um, than the actual film. I'm telling you, oh, no, this the TV show created a lot of really good future action figures yeah. and Lego sets. A lot of good visuals came out of this show. Just the way they plotted the story out wasn't good to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I can't think of any was, shot in was, the whole thing where I was like, this is a bad shot. Like, they're all, it was very beautiful and very wonderful yeah. as far as that stuff goes, but I just don't like how they told the story. Um, yeah, and so we get to the top of the stairs now, and Sokotano's like, I'll take on Elsbeth by myself. We're going to have a face-off. And they're like, but they said not to separate. And they're like, no, you're going to separate. I'm going to fight her by yeah. myself. She's got a green sword, so she's stronger now. Now, I thought it was a little bit strange that uh, Morgan let Sabine and Ezra passed. Um, so I yeah. don't know if that was like meant. I don't know if that was for us to to. Uh, I don't know if that was for us to read that as Morgan has a beef with Ahsoka because we, you know, so we get this. Or, but Thrawn's also been really weird with that stuff. Like, let them go do a thing. So we got them off on the other side, and then yeah. later we got all the night troopers that just sort of stand around. They all show up and get around like it was a fight in school. Yeah, or uh, or the background the background characters when Guile fought in Street Street Fighter Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. The background of a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, um, but but no, like I did think it was kind of a, an odd piece there, and so I was trying to I I I was searching for a bit of an explanation on that, where I was like, I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Um, but I guess if you're going to slow down one of them, the idea, you know, is like you might as well try to slow down uh, the, the, Jedi, most powerful, yeah. the most powerful one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. This is the part where Andy gets sad because Ezra and Sabine go up and fight some de uh, death troopers or death, death troopers. How about that? Yeah, death, death troopers. And that's when uh, <laughs> Sabine takes her helmet off. Yeah. What is she I'm doing? Sorry, the helmet takes some damage. She takes it off. She gives the death trooper some damage. So he now shows that he's full zombie biting. Yeah. Now there's been um some interesting like cross chatter. So um and so I'm curious your thought on this. So they look like <laughs> they look like particularly tall death troopers. Um and so I was and and Thrawn had a like Thrawn has death troopers that were like part of like his quote unquote detail at Grand Admiral. Um, and so when we see when we see in the ISION, when he takes control of the ISION, there's actually two death troopers to the left and to the right of him. Um, hmm. But it's not clear if those are also undead. But um, Ryan Airy called these out as purge troopers. Um, and again, the main reason I wanted to highlight this is because our fixation on this show is armor and Beskar. Uh, right. And so Purge Troopers, my understanding is Purge Troopers actually have Beskar armor. Uh, and so, yeah, but we, we saw basically Sabine put a put a lightsaber through one dude's head and we saw his yep. helmet blasted off. Yeah, so no, exactly. So it's not Beskar. 
yeah, I don't think it's Beskar, but um, but it's just notable because uh, at, I think at one point in season three, when we were covering the Mandalorian, we were talking about whether or not some of the different um, some of the different guard that were around Moff Gideon were purge troopers or not purge troopers. And we really didn't get kind of a, a, a good read on that. They had a little bit of the same thing of them flirting with purge troopers in the background of Obi-Wan um, and not real full confirmation. And so and for us, confirmation is like it's on Wikipedia. Um, so death troopers or as I'm jokingly referring to them as death death troopers um were at least what wikipedia has but i thought it was interesting just because i wish there uh, were mega death troopers and had guitars and played (laughs) (laughs) uh that would be uh that would be super amazing yeah they have red hair (laughs) (laughs) p sells but who's buying isn't that a mega death classic yeah guessing i don't know i don't know that much about action (laughs) metal tell you the honest truth i never got super into metal although it is very fun to play um and hard don't you dare say it's easy to play andy yeah i see your face no um (laughs) i know that was the first thing i was gonna say is like hey it's like super easy right (laughs) i just have a memory of asking my dad for a megadeth if i can go to a megadeth concert as a teenager and my dad being like no what you think you're gonna learn something about guitar there and you're like yeah yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. That guy's like a great guitar player. Um, <laughs> I did not go to that concert. So, anyways, <laughs> so now we got the Bitey Trooper, which is his yeah. name, Bitey. He's getting all into Bean's face. She gets the lightsaber, puts it next to his head, right through his head. Yeah, Kurt Cobain death. Oh. I think is the way they say. Oh, whatever, Andy. Spoiler, guys. Kurt Cobain dies. <laughs> <laughs> Sabine's now the Courtney Love of Star Wars, and then the Chris Novoselic trooper comes up at her and she cuts his head off yeah throws his base right in the air hits him right on the head on the way down i think his ezra head. actually cuts off that the that guy's head the the other one gets the the head roll heads will roll uh, i think you're right on that yeah sorry yeah. i just wrote that his head came off but they and, but the the notion here though i i liked was that they both took care of each of their death death troopers so that's right so they can get all the way up to a ship that's at the top of a tower so yeah. that Ezra could force jump his way right out of the episode. Totally. He's like, right hey, I got a whole different reunion to get to. <laughs> so you remember Lego Star Wars uh, episodes one, two, and three? Of course you do. The only How reason. How could I forget? Yeah. The only reason you used Jar Binks was because he had super jump abilities. Uh, yeah. Do you remember... <laughs> of course I do. Yeah. This was that moment of like, oh, you got to have the right character enabled so you can do the super jump. And then mm-hmm. you got to get the bump, right? The force bump. So that's right. So yeah, they had to we... touch the green arrow in the sky so they could get the extra long jump. Get the extra bump. Yeah. Yeah. You had the double jump to get to it, but only a couple characters have that. So Ezra's one of them, turns out. Also, when you do that, you unlock the force theme song from the original trilogy. I appreciate yeah. that. That was super cool. That's fun. And so now we go back to uh Elizabeth and Sokotano fighting, and now they're surrounded by the night troopers. So they're yeah. officially in full street fighter mode. Like, hey, I'm selling live chickens here. What are you doing? <laughs> and Sabine shows up and it's just like, hey, I can help you fight. Because now yeah. she's all in a fighty mood, you know? So they, they start fighting together. She's taking out all the night troopers. And at this point, Thrawn's like, I better fly out of here. You know what? Yeah. Let's get me into peace. some space. I don't need yeah, this. Let's peace out. Like this is I have some healthy is... boundaries. Let's go outside. And uh, then Sabine and Ahsoka Tano jump off the side like they look like they're just, you know what? 
Yeah, peace out. out. We're gonna, <laughs> it's going to be like the rescuers down under. You think we're gone, but no, we have a shuttle down here. Now, I thought that was very much a Lord of the Rings Eagles reference, right? Where mm-hmm. they jump off the cliff in Lord of the Rings. And then it's like every child cartoon reference yeah, or like the say, end of a rock movie or something. Yeah. But, it, but it, everyone pointed out, you know, it's very Marty McFly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I knew it was cheesy, but I actually appreciate it because it was confirmation that, you know, the Nodi and who Yang got the ship fixed. So I like exactly. That. Yeah. So they're like, are we back together? Mr. EO. <laughs> exactly. They've now escaped from uh, Angelica Houston and captain EO and they're, Heading back in so you can go to it connects it to the gift shop. That's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> and so they are they're all outside now, much like the latest Lego Star Wars game, we have to talk to the ships outside. Thrawn's like, I better send a message to Ahsoka Tano while we're all out here in space. He's like, Hey, wanna let you know you did good. I still won, but you have my respect. And my respect goes further than winning. Well, maybe second further than winning, but you have my respect. It's a shame we never got to meet, even though we had eight episodes and we led towards this through three different series. But, you know, we have to leave something for the movies. And she's like, can we turn this off, please? Can we put on Is This The Way and find out why we're not actually meeting? And the answer is we will not find out why we're not meeting. (laughs) And then Dave Filoni cuts off and goes, no, 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 too much talk between the two of you. If I wanted that, I would make a, a trilogy. Yeah, it's a trilogy where you guys don't meet till the end of the trilogy. <laughs> and so then he takes off. They get into hyperspace. Yeah. And then we get to Sabine and, and Ahsoka and be like, I guess we're going to just go live with the Nodis now. You know, why not? We're yeah. rock people too. And then when they get there, Ahsoka looks off into the distance, sees an owl, which I appreciate as a fan of the labyrinth. Yeah. You know, like. You're waiting for this owl the whole series. Remember, you're like, oh, yeah, the owl's in the tree watching her. We'll see owls throughout this whole show. Turns out we won't. We'll just get it at the end. (laughs) I know. I was like, I was like, yeah, I really, I really uh, touched on, uh, well, it was a touch and go on theory time there. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the owl was like, when do I get to meet Ezra? And they're like, oh, we forgot. I'm sorry, owl. Oh, did you meet Thrawn? Like, you know what? We did it. Like, isn't this the last episode? You should have at least. Had a standoff or something. You're like, no. We DM'd a little, you know, like that. <laughs> and then we get Hade going to the Red uh, Bandits camp. She's like, yeah. hey guys, I want to show you that I have a lightsaber. Your friends are dead. So that's kind of yeah, the same, right? It was a very We're Judd Nelson peace. moment. Yeah, very exactly. Judd, very, very Judd <laughs> yeah. My, so my don't Saturday forget about detention, me. Yeah, my Saturday detention is over. Uh, yeah, the Breakfast out. Club has started. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Skull standing on the hand of a giant statue very stoically a very Batman-esque shot yes so now this is one of those this is one of those in the animated series so mm-hmm. do you have you have you looked into uh, have you looked into who he's standing whose hand he's standing on or his fist there that he's standing on I I did not I, you okay. say that now, so, and I'm like, I really should have. That's like, no, 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 no. This is what. So when you was, take the test, was, and I was you just, realize, like, of course they're going to cover that part. Oh, yeah. No, this was the. I don't want to. I don't want to nerd explain you too much if you've already looked into it. I did not um, nerd explain away. But yes. Okay. Cool. So, uh, so the the fa- he is standing on the fist of the father who's pointing out 
and the father is part of the ones um, and they are considered or they're also sometimes referred to as the mortis gods. And so if you look to his left, there is another um, there's another statue. And to his left, that is the sun, who is an archetype for the dark side. And then to his right is the crumbled or broken statue of the daughter. The daughter is the god that sacrificed herself in order for Ahsoka to live. Um, oh. So there's a little bit of interesting symbolism in that the daughter statue is actually sort of like vacant and Ahsoka is now stranded on this on this planet. Uh, but the ones are they come up on a number of different times. And so they're they're part of a major arc in the Clone Wars. And then they are um, the mural that allowed Ezra that acted that Ezra activated with the force in order for him to get into the world between worlds and Lothal. Oh, um, OK. So like there's like it is, you know, like a Frank Zappa deep cut. Um, the really kind of sad thing here is that we know that Ray Stevenson isn't going to be able to reprise his character as as Balin Skull. And so to a certain extent, like we won't get to see potentially like we'll have to have Hu Yang tell us what he was actually after um, potentially. But, you know, something in the distance. He'll tell us eight episodes after we want to actually know. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, so it was an interesting, um, you know, a lot of people were, uh, you know, offering up theories and trying to hypothesize about what Skull was after. And then, you know, we, in essence, we end without knowing um, really what he's after here. But we think at least it is some connection uh, to the to the Mortis Gods or to the Ones. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and it was kind of cool. Like, I don't know if, if the cape he's wearing is a sign that he like killed his howler and skinned him um yikes dude but i mean like did you like it looked like he had like it a didn't, I didn't connect any of those dots but i mean he's a vicious man he's a vicious man but i just like i, I thought that was really um kind of a an, an awkward bit um now there's there there was some call outs um i think that ryan airy and eric voss kind of also pointed out that the that that flashing um that flashing light in the distance um looked like it might be kind of orange red um so maybe that's a nod to the fact that he was carrying the orange red or uh, lightsaber this whole time um yeah or, that, it's gotta be yeah well i mean we we will hopefully find out at some point um i think there's a possibility maybe that this is a sign we might get some of this stuff in animation like so it could be something along the lines of tales of the jedi um, but yeah, so that if you if you don't know the Mortis God's piece, it just looks like um, straight cribbing from the Argonaut statues at the end of uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I just assume there are Lord of the Rings statues. Yeah, and so um, I, you know, like because this is uh, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord, after all. <laughs> It is. It is. But I wanted to make sure that at least we talked a, a little bit about that. The Prince's Goblet of Fire and of Secrets. <laughs> Star Wars is supposed to be above all those other references. Things are supposed it, to reference Star Wars. It yes, it is. And then uh and then um I don't I don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna jump to our the reunite the reuniting part at the end or if we're um but well we got a couple we got another shot before that. Okay. Um, but before before the um ISIN jumps into hyperspace, uh, we get this notion of uh that Ezra is basically pulling aside the trooper that he has uh, dispatched. And so 
again, this this is them actually trying to show you a bit about the Ezra character. And mm-hmm. Ezra throughout Rebels is all about stealing stormtrooper armor and then and then basically oh. trying to sneak into other things. And well, that's so cool. we talked a little bit about the the stormtrooper helmets and the bike scout helmets that were in the apartment um, or in the radio tower that Sabine was living in on Lothal. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just to highlight like that little bit. So all of the people, or I shouldn't say all, but Rebels fans are like are kind of winking and nodding when he is like talking on the comms and pretending to be the trooper and then pulling the guy aside, and so that's you know a little bit of like they know what's happening next so he was yeah. always like jumping in on comms channels and he was always uh he was always trying to sneak in and and be able to like fly under the radar okay cool i mean well that we'll just start right there then let's just yeah. go to home one and uh well that's when ezra comes out in the armor yes and Hera's there and all the other people that are in the ship are there and chopper's there and everyone's just staring at this trooper and then ezra takes the helmet off and they're all like oh lord have mercy Check yeah. that well, out. Chopper this must knew be episode eight. Chopper yeah. knew it was Ezra before anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Now, I don't totally understand. Up. Yeah, I don't understand exactly how Chopper knows, but smell. Um, he's a droid, right? Yeah. Like, does he have smell? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. No. Um, I do, I do think it was interesting, right? That 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 Ada shuttle, um, the Ada shuttle was in the background of um of the ship, and I thought that was kind of interesting because yeah. I would have thought the shuttle would have been in the ISION, but it was actually in. I mean, so I guess that's what they had flown down, um, but they'd flown down to meet Thrawn originally. But yeah, just the having that Ada shuttle there was like a moment of like, and we kind of, you know, we start with the Ada shuttle ending up on a new Republic ship and we kind of end with the uh, Ada, sh- the, the Ada shuttle. And this time it's actually a Jedi on there. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like poetry, right? Yeah, it's kind of like poetry. It all kind of goes together. And so then we got to Sabine and Sokotano. Uh, this is the last shot of the season. They just wanted to have an epilogue where they're like, so I yeah. guess we're friends now. And we didn't start out as friends, but we are friends now. And they're like, yes, yeah. we are. Oh, yes. We were not friends in the beginning. We are friends now, though. Yes, yes. And then we cut to uh, Anakin's Force Ghost, like watching the whole thing, like, Hey guys, can you catch me up? I didn't really watch the cartoons. I don't really know what's going on or why this matters. But he seems kind of pleased. He like gives a little smirk. Yeah. And then he looks straight at the camera and goes, Hey guys, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Is This the Way and shoot a Venmo to at Aaron M. Marsh for talking through a whole season of a TV show he didn't like. For you, the listener. He didn't even understand it. I was like, He uh... needed this worse than you did. It was like Aaron's Aaron's favorite thing about <laughs> about this episode is it's over. Yeah. Oh, it was that was the best part. It was like, oh man, I can take a little break for a while. I can just watch Loki and understand it like a person. <laughs> Have you watched homework? the cartoons? <laughs> Have you watched the Marvel cartoons? <laughs> All right, Andy, what do you give this episode? I give this uh a seven. I enjoyed it a lot, but I I myself was a little bit uh, like I wasn't quite what I was hoping for. I guess maybe yeah. I shouldn't have, you know, shouldn't. Have I had expectations, much... which is why I gave it a three. Yeah, um, because it reached none of my expectations, and you went, "Oh no, oh yeah. no!" Which then I go to the next part, and I go, "What do you rate the whole season?" So for me, the whole season. Um, so so again, this is where the the I know I'm putting my bias out there, but like to me, the overall season was an eight. 
Um, okay, I, right. I enjoyed a lot of it, right? Like, and and if I give it a seven or I give it an eight, it doesn't mean that I don't, I didn't enjoy myself. The the notion here is that, like, I guess I had had <laughs> potentially too large of expectations of what they were what they were going to put on, and it felt a little bit like in season three with Mandalorian, right, where we, uh, where we had like you know pacing like we had kind of a notion of what we thought pacing was going to be after two seasons and so um so it was it was it was like that in that you're like okay like i guess i'm on board and i'm happy to have star wars and and again i'm not giving a bunch of guff about it but at the same time like this was like i was impressed with how like way esoteric they went um and so you know as a whole i was able to follow and uh and i i still enjoyed it but i don't know it's not necessarily maybe i had a little after maybe rebels has been done for so long that i had a little bit too much um pinned on what i thought was going to be the the overall backstory and like how they were gonna how they were gonna show it yeah it's like getting a Wee herman movie 15 years after the last one and you go oh yeah. wait a second what's going on uh, i give the whole season a three I had the expectation this was going to be a place where I could jump on and start to get to know these characters and enjoy these characters. And I got the exact opposite, which turned yeah. me off from the idea of ever connecting with these characters. Um, <laughs> these characters don't care about me. Um, and it's so it's like it was really difficult in that. And looking at it, you go, wait a second. We are all still doing first act things at the end of a first season. So it's just like, yeah. oh, this is just leading me into a movie that I'm not going to understand. You know, like they put the band back together. I don't really quite get why or how, or like you know, like I don't get why we put the band back together just quite yet. Like I thought we were doing it to get the throne, and yeah. throne was right there, and they're like, no, 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 let him go. So that way, the movie can be a whole another place where you can't jump on, but it looks like you can. Yeah. So I, yeah, like I guess the thing is, and I expected, uh, or, or so I thought you might bring this up, but there's this like awkward juxtaposition, which is like basically. Sabine and Ahsoka have swapped themselves for Thrawn and Ezra. Like, yeah. so we, so if we look at beginning of the series and we look at the end of the series, so now we have Thrawn and Ezra in, in the regular universe and we have Sabine and Ahsoka like gone. And, mm -hmm. and so it, if we knew there was going to be some sort of episodic serial, that was going to be the adventures of Ahsoka on Peridia, then that would make a little more sense of like, Oh, well we got to have the end goal has to be kind of like to strand them on the planet so that they can like they're, you know, week to week, we're trying to figure out if they're going to get home. But what if the, the last big... shot was Ahsoka like leaning back in a chair into being like floating a, a frog in front of it. And then they have like a Looney Tunes sort of circle out that might make a little more sense to me than kind of like that, like this galactic trade that we've been like that we've yeah. made. Right. It's like Peridia would like to swap Thrawn, the eye of Scion and his ship uh, for, and a player to be named later for Ahsoka and Sabine. And, uh, and later we find out the player to be named later is actually kind of a, a big deal, but nobody knows about him unless they, <laughs> unless they like when David Ortiz was to the Red Sox. Yeah exactly so it it's uh it it kind of ends up in a, a bit of an odd deal so like to a certain extent um in the past i would have said in feloni i trust 
And I would say Ooh. I'm hold I'm holding my um I'm holding my, you know, like any evaluation of this or any like overall judgment until I see like kind of what they're gonna do with it. Yeah. But I I I don't want to sound like a turncoat, but eight episodes later, I'm kind of each episode I was kind of like, whoa, you're like losing the audience. Um and they're trying. I, I tried to do it as a stand-up bit. This show is trying to lose the audience. So like, guys, we had too many eyes on this. Yeah. How can yeah. I make this my pet thing again? <laughs> yeah. So, Andy, is this the way? I know. Yeah, right? 